Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. I wanted to know that the authentic Ian was showing up every day and actually impacting the world in the best way I possibly could. And aligning, right? Every day, aligning more and more with that vision, with that purpose. And it takes time. It's, it's an evolution. Despite building a successful high-level business, in 2016, Ian Lobos felt unhappy and trapped, culminating in his wife saying she would leave if nothing changed. He could no longer sugarcoat his life and risk future regret that was starting to build. He chose to do the work inside and lead an impactful life of purpose. Today, Ian uses his journey to deliver a breakthrough formulaic coaching program that empowers high-level men to find balance and discover who they really are and why they are here with inescapable clarity, confidence, and courage so that they can live an authentic, purpose-driven, fulfilled, and regret-free life. His trusted systems provide structure and support for sustainable change. He educates and empowers men to find clarity, confidence, and courage to align with who they authentically are, enabling them to connect with themselves and their families and eliminate what no longer serves them. Ian's game-changing Men on Purpose coaching program has transformed the lives of thousands of men across the globe, and his Men on Purpose podcast is ranked in the top 1% worldwide. Hello, Ian Lobos, and welcome to People of Purpose podcast. I'm really excited to have you today. For the audience listening, um, Ian has a really impressive resume. He built a successful high-level business in 2016. He felt trapped. His wife gave him essentially an ultimatum that he needed to figure out how to spend more time with his family. And in the process, he just took this journey and, and made it way more than just about himself. And now he's living authentic, purpose-driven, fulfilled, and he's showing others how to do the same. And he also has a very similar podcast called Men on Purpose that is a high-ranking podcast helping thousands of men um, and a whole community built around that. And I'm really, really excited to break this down with him. Thank you, Ian. Welcome. Yeah, Thanks, dude. Appreciate you having me. Cool. So I guess uh, a very relatable piece to people's journey into purpose, I think, is like where you started. Um, a lot yeah. of people, I don't think, are starting at the starting line necessarily, but they currently are definitely not at their version of whatever their finish line is. Yeah. And I wanted to hear kind of where you started getting aware of purpose and its value in your life and kind of what what you were stuck in and how you started to get yourself out of that. Yeah, I don't know if there's ever a finish line. Even yeah. even death isn't a finish line. If you're if you've built a mission and a purpose that's so clear and captivating to other people and inspiring, I, I'm not sure if there's ever a finish line. It, it'll just transcend generations. Somebody like my goal is I'm just kind of a steward of the men on purpose movement for a while until some smarter people join the movement and actually take this thing to, to heights that I, I may not have even imagined, you know? Right. So, um, I think a lot of guys are stuck in the, the job in the money and the success is the measurement of their lives and their value to the world. And it's just not that. And it's a hard reality because we've been programmed that way. Unfortunately, there aren't many cases where you can find that that is somebody's actual purpose or mission in life. Like I, I tell guys all the time, your job, your family, your money, your vacations, like 
the stuff you put on Instagram. That's not your purpose. That's not the mission that you're actually on. And I think nine out of 10 guys, maybe even more, are misaligned when it comes to the actual, not only the actual mission and purpose that they're on, really the authentic man that they know of themselves. They're misaligned there too. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing that probably doesn't serve your life as best it could. And so I think the journey began for me when, you know, that stuff happened with my wife back in 2016. And then subsequently I was coaching at the time. I was doing a little bit of podcasting and it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And a coach said to me, you know, what do you, what, what do you, what's your actual legacy? And as a, as a real estate investor, I was feeling like the old, you know, the programming that, oh, you, you know, you have this business you build and then you buy real estate and then you have passive income and you can get financial freedom and you can pass it on to generations and they all get passive income for life and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of bought into that, which look, there's legitimacy there. I bought into that. And at the same time, I, I just wasn't happy. Like I wasn't happy. And I kept questioning and questioning and questioning that. And then a coach of mine said to me, you're not giving the world what they actually need from you. You're not actually doing anything that the world needs from you. Mm. Anybody can sell real estate and realtors don't get, don't get offended by that. Anybody can do that job. Anybody. There are people that are really freaking good at it. And most are not good at it. And he said to me, um, what's something that you're irreplaceable in? Because as a real estate agent, as a real estate investor, as a husband, as a dad, you're replaceable in all those things. Mm-hmm. And if you don't find what you're meant to do and why you're actually on this planet, and if you don't align with the guy that you actually are, the authentic version of you without any of the outside pressures on, dude, you're going to live a life that is just barely getting traction. Although your money, your success, your posts on Instagram, your vacations, all those surface level outside things, they're going to fluff it up and make it look like it's something more than it is. Right. Yet at the end of it, you know, end of life, let's say, or even, even like midlife, you're going to face these regrets that you can never go back and change. You're never going to be able to go back and do things that you didn't do in, in your 20s, 30s, 40s. Like you're never going to be able to do that. And so I would suggest getting on your path now. And that doesn't mean changing your entire life and scrapping everything and starting over. It just means starting to make shifts and changes to who you are and what you do and the results that you get that actually align more with, with something that makes you feel better and makes you more fulfilled than just the surface level stuff or the exterior stuff like money and power and success. So that's where we can unwrap that thing. I'm just giving you like a overarching, we can unwrap that all you want. It's that's, that's where you have to start is, am I really making a positive impact on this planet or am I just going through the motions Mm. And taking the success and the measurement of money and my passive income and my, my, you know, financial freedom and the amount of net worth that I have, or am I just taking that and am I making that measure good enough and the value that I bring to the planet? Mm-hmm. So when you were doing this reflection, what did you decide was that thing that you're not replaceable at that is the most positive, genuine, authentic impact for Ian? Well, it, it takes time to unravel that because there's so much, so many decades of programming on top of you. Uh, you can't just instantly see it the next day when you make that decision. I think making the decision is absolutely crucial. You've got to make the decision to start making changes in your life. So I think the first thing that I thought about was 
how do I know when I'm growing? How do I measure that? And I had so many coaches that said, you can't measure personal growth. And, I, and the defiant version of me said, you absolutely can. You can measure anything. How, how can you not measure it? Now, it might be tougher. And so what I figured out was you can measure internal growth if you're formulaic and you remove emotions mm-hmm. and you remove your feelings. Because we all know our, our feelings lie to us all the time, right? You feel incredible for 10 days straight. Then one day it's raining and somebody calls you with some bad news and your mood changes, mm-hmm. right? Because most of us, we're not geared. We don't have the we don't have the skills to be able to manage that type of emotion. We don't even know our emotions. So the first thing that I did was I started to understand and get in touch with my deeper level emotions and what they meant and why they were coming up so that I could start to understand myself at a deeper level all the time. And from that, I started developing these formulas. And the first one I I came up with for myself was what I call the purpose-driven formula, which is illuminate, eliminate, calibrate equals acceleration because I wanted to stop grinding. I wanted to stop hustling and burning the candle at both ends and uh, you know, avoiding doing this to try and get this done, to try and make myself feel better, to try and get more money in the, and more revenue. And then more, like, it was a formula for disaster because the man that I was, the husband and dad that I was when I was hustling and grinding, just like most of the people listening, you're replaceable at that point because you're not being the husband, father, and leader that you know you are capable of being. You're providing at a high level potentially, thinking that that's it. Yet I was severely wrong when I was thinking that me providing for my family was this massive mission and this whole thing that I had to be doing. Granted, one of my obligations, not my purpose, not even, not even close. So the formula that started it all was the purpose-driven formula, right? Again, illuminate, eliminate, calibrate equals acceleration, which means acceleration, right? Happens naturally. No grind, no hustle, no burning the candle at both ends. And don't get me wrong. There are times where you got to work more hours. There are some Saturday mornings where you got to jump up and you got to get some stuff done that has a deadline. Yet it's a lifestyle of understanding, illuminating, becoming aware of the things that are working in your life, the things that aren't working, the things that are missing, getting very clear on your vision for your life, aligning with your heart and figuring out, all right, this is what truly fulfills me. I'm going to go after that. Mm-hmm. And then putting that formula together. And the second piece is you got to figure out what to then eliminate or get rid of. And so when you start to see it in formulaic fashion, you go, okay, cool. That piece doesn't fit anymore. Got it. How do I get rid of that? Cool. That piece doesn't fit anymore. How do I get rid of that? That could be your behavior, your language, your attitude, your habits, your skills. Most of the time, you're not going to get rid of skills. You're going to get rid of habits. You're going to just kind of dial skills in as they go. And so when you have that formula working, now instead of feeling that I need to do this or feeling like that didn't work, you either know or you don't know. And one of the biggest things I had to do is I had to cut out the gray. I had to cut out the middle ground. It's either yes or no, toward the mission, toward the vision, or not toward the vision. This component of the formula serves the vision or doesn't serve the vision, serves my family or doesn't serve my family. And then one thing that really comes into play when you're starting to do that is integrity and commitment. And when integrity and commitment are there and you say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, I'm fully committed to this thing. When you have that and you, f- you get up against a line that's like, well, I said I was going to do that. Eh, it's not really that convenient right now. Then you have to start making decisions. Am I going to hold my integrity? Does the integrity serve me? 
And then you start building a habit of having integrity to your commitments, which starts to recalibrate you, which is the third phase. Calibration, right? Now you start to dial in that new program, that new formula for the man that you are, that you haven't really been living as, yet now you're starting to shed and eliminate the parts of you that really aren't you. They were put on by society or programming or parents or old beliefs or traumas. And when you start to eliminate those things, what's revealed, right? We don't have to build anything new. Like what's revealed is the authentic version of you. Mm. And when the authentic version of you is operating the machinery, a different result will absolutely come. Then if you don't hit the result, you go roll back through that formula. Look at the components that were there. What component do you think didn't equal the result you wanted? Got it. All right. Now change, shift, eliminate, evolve that component, run the formula again. So nowhere in there is emotion. Nowhere in there's like, I feel like I'm advancing. And then three months later, you're like, damn it, I wasn't advancing. Now you have a a telltale, a provable model to take yourself through. And that, I think it was a little obsessive. It was definitely insecure in the beginning because I wanted something that wouldn't lie to me so that I could feel comfortable and confident with it. And what that formula starts to build is more confidence in your personal world. When a lot of guys have confidence in their professional world, it's not that transferable to the personal world. And there's a big gap between it. So I wanted more confidence as me without any of the stuff that I let define me at an earlier time. Mm. I wanted to know that the authentic Ian was showing up every day and actually impacting the world the best way I possibly could. And aligning, right? Every day, aligning more and more with that vision, with that purpose. And it takes time. It's, it's an evolution. So uh, I just dropped a lot on you, man. I'll, 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 uh, <laughs> I'll leave it there. Yeah, I think I'm still in the meeting people where they're at phase of the conversation. I would love to unpack a lot of the philosophies as well. But like um, in terms of meeting people where they're at, like let's say that you have basically like you need to make money. You have an urgency to make money for your business to survive or for your career to because your kid's going to school or, you know, whatever. How do you break free of that cycle of survival mindset? Because I think that is probably an underlying reason why a lot of people are scared to just fully commit to authentic because that transition could take weeks, months, years, and you don't know where the income is coming from. How do you coach people through that mindset? I'm not sure if survival is the right word. I think survival, we, we mistake for almost desperation and fitting in and being accepted or being liked or being approved of. Okay. Right? Survival is, well, if I don't make that amount of money, I can't fit into that group of people or I won't be in that you know, mastermind or I won't be uh, able to hang in these circles or talk the same as my friends. So I found that my own experience with, with the survival mentality has been to fit in and mm. to be accepted and approved of. So the moment that you realize that the groups that you're meant to be in will accept you for the authentic version of you, mm. and I think some of that starts to dissipate, at least in my experience it does, and the guys that I coach. And then what you're looking at is there's not really a survival mindset or mentality when you're actually aligned with what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, what you're actually meant to do. There's a, you got to get stuff done. You got to make money in your business, but maybe your business is not the purpose, right? I'm, I think, fortunate and, and it's rare that my purpose and my business are aligned, right? The mental and purpose world is, is my purpose on this planet. 
right? To, to empower men to free themselves of internal restriction and constraint. That's, that's what mm -hmm. I do every day. And that's what men on purpose does. Now there's something beyond men on purpose that it's actually the, the real mission and the real purpose of my life, which is to be of service and to provide educational and financial opportunity and options for those that don't have any around the mm -hmm. world. Right. That's, that's the purpose or the vision for beyond mental purpose for me, Ian, like if let's say mental purpose scales to $50 million a year and the company's just running and they're like, Oh man, we got everything we need from you. Like, then what do you do? And I had to think about that stuff. Then what do you do? Well, is your heart the most aligned with mental purpose and that mission? And the answer is no, my heart is absolutely aligned. And there's something else that catches my heart even more than men on purpose, which is going out to the world and helping millions of people that they don't know where their next meal's coming from. They don't know where their next dollar's coming from. They don't know how they're going to educate their kids. They don't know how they're going to get water. Like they don't know where they're going to sleep tonight. That stuff connects with my heart the most out of anything I've ever thought about. And so the programs that I've built to help men dial into their vision, their mission, and the person they need to become to honor and live that purpose. Like all of the programs, all the curriculum, all the exercises that we built helps you align with that heart-centered piece that's beyond even the mission that you thought is like, this is it. There's something beyond it, right? The business's job is to make money to fund something. Mm-hmm. Funding your lifestyle is not the only job of the business. It's a part of it. Yet, what else are you going to do with that financial resource flow? Where are you going to let it flow to? Is it flowing toward real estate investing? Then what does that do? Is it flowing toward helping homeless people? What's that? Like, you got to think about the moves on the board here. And that if, you, if your life was, you know, you got a week left to live and you were like, man, did I do what I was supposed to do on this planet? Did I make actual impact? You got to answer that question. Does mental purpose make impact? 100%. No doubt about it. We're changing people's lives, evolving guys' lives all the time, every day. Is that it? And will I be happy and satisfied with that and fulfilled by that? And the answer is no. And that was a really tough thing for me to think about. I learned that through plant medicine. I learned that through deep meditations. There's something beyond this, the mission beyond the mission. So that's getting way too deep into things really want guys to figure out who they are and why they're here. And if that's like, that's the overarching concept, that's it. Like, who are you really? And why are you really here? Let's just start to figure that out. Once we figure that out, so much more will be revealed. All right. So you start with figuring that out through illumination. What does that, what, are, what does that exercise or process look like to figure out who you are? The basics of it are what I said, man, like you just got to think, okay, are the results I have for my life exactly what I want? Exactly what makes me feel fulfilled? And is that actually impacting the world mm -hmm. at all? Right? And don't lie to yourself about it. You can't lie to yourself. You got to be honest on this one. You have to say, you know what? No, my real estate portfolio or that business that I run or, you know, the whatever it might be for you, it's actually not impacting the world in a really significant manner. And maybe it's something like what you're doing with real estate investing, you know, like that's kind of specific and that actually is helping the world. That's there's a mission inside of that. It feels very cool to meet these homeowners that are usually uh, 
primarily Latino immigrants that have yeah. some sort of real estate based business. And then they get to own houses for them and their families and friends and yeah. go get a testimonial. And they got 15 people living in the house and they're just beaming with excitement that yes, dude. they got a nice big house in a school district that they want to be in. And it feels purposeful for sure. Yeah. Here's the interesting part. Irreplaceable doing that. There's nobody's, you're not building a real estate portfolio that anybody can replace you any day. Like, oh, I want to be a good landlord and treat people right. Okay. So can the next guy, if you die today, can someone fill your shoes instantaneously? For you, the answer is no. For me, the answer is no. For most people, the answer is yes. That's interesting because one of the things that you hear about in business, I'm sure you, you ran business, like the premise of kind of like Michael Gerber and, you know, people like that, E-Myth Revisited is like, let's figure out how to make your business franchisable, replaceable, sure. other people to sit in the seat. So it's like, you're saying that you do that to some extent, but it, ultimately it's like kind of your personal brand, your yeah. personal ethos that you bring, yeah. your, the results that come from you being your most authentic person, those are not replaceable. Is that kind of what you're saying? That's exactly right. Yeah, dude, like I said, I'm the steward of Men on Purpose for right now right? I bought the name from somebody, took it from, from nothing, created what you see today. And could anybody have done that? Not like I could have, not right. like I did, because they're not me. That's the best part. As the authentic version of me, my DNA is everywhere in mental purpose. Is it duplicatable? Is it transferable? Yeah. Is it scalable by someone else? Yes. Because of what I've put in authentically. And, and you're doing the same thing. So yeah, you want to be replaced in some capacity, just not replaceable. Okay. That makes sense. Right? You're going to be replaced in your CEO role. You want to get pushed out and, and be seventh level and going to like, my goal is I want to travel the planet with my family, giving out money and education wherever we go. Right. That's what really fills me. That's what really hurt, like really touches my heart. And when we can go to a place which maybe it's selfish that I want to travel and see the world. Yet I know that when I travel to Thailand or to Philippines or to Brazil or wherever it might be, one of the thought processes and goals in my mindset is that I'm not here to look at sites and take pictures and post up on Facebook. I'm here to do that in a very small fraction. I'm here to figure out and let the universe lead me to the people that need me. Right. It's very interesting that you mentioned Thailand specifically. I don't know if you knew my backstory, but I yeah. lived in Thailand for several years. I was an English teacher in the village. I was nice. li literally educating people. And yeah. uh, I found my wife and my business partner in Thailand playing ultimate yeah. Frisbee. Yeah. Um, that was kind of my community I traveled throughout Asia with was my Frisbee team. Yeah. Uh, and so like, I get what you're saying. You're, it's not about the photos and the Instagram and whatever. It's about like the depth of relationships you build with these cross-cultural, you've spent thousands of years on these lineages developing separately and now you're intersecting. I think it's fascinating. And yeah. there's so much learning that comes from that. And for me, a lot of my purpose got clear from, from like, I want to be more like them and in the sense of like living in community. I think that's yeah. really, really valuable. Like I, you know, I want to do business in community. I want to live physically in community. I want to operate with this holistic purpose mindset in community and you're, you're building a community. Yeah. I find that the American style and it's like really pure essence is very much like, let's get me to where I need to be. And right. then you're kind of like living on this Island mansion, subdivision type of thing. Um, yeah. And there's something that the East has figured out and, and being in Thailand helped me really get grounded and rooted in, in that desire. And like, that's just a non-negotiable commitment for me now. 
but yeah, I didn't I get it. that without living in Thailand. I love that, dude. That's that's yes. And and I'm guessing that you're younger than I am. So that's even more amazing that you got that. How old are you, by the way? I'm 31. Okay. So you got, I got nine years on you. Okay. And uh, well, technically not until Monday. So I'm 39 still. Happy early birthday. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, it's, it's really cool to hear somebody. I, I wasn't thinking like that at 31 years old. I wasn't thinking like that in my 20s. It was grab and go, man. Grab it and live. Grab it and live. Like, yeah, how can I get ahead? How can I do this? And people ask me all the time, well, you know, I'm kind of like struggling to survive here. How do I actually impact other people with, you know, financial resource? And I'll say, it, it's, it's not about that, right? When I talk at, at, on stages and I, and I do a bunch of speaking gigs and we talk about legacy, a lot of people think legacy is what you're going to leave behind, right? Money, assets, you know, dream boards and, and like a list of all the things that you learned. Legacy is really who you are. You're building your legacy at every moment. People are going to remember that, right? Remember that people don't think about what is it? They, it's not about what you say. It's about how you make them feel, mm-hmm. right? I forget who said that. I'm just blanking on it. And so I say to people, can you hold a door three seconds longer for somebody who's running up in the rain? And they're like, yeah, of course. And they go, it's awkward, right? And they go, yeah, it's a little awkward. The additional three seconds is awkward. Like you, we all have this standard at when we open a door for somebody, if you do that, which by the way, if you're not doing that, start doing that, you know, like start, <laughs> start the habit of being of service to other people. If you're holding a door for somebody, usually it's like one, two seconds behind you. The next time you're in this situation, just become aware of it, right? Illuminate the awkwardness and the breakthrough that can happen if someone is seven seconds behind you and you hold that door for seven seconds, what's the first thing they're going to say? Don't worry about it, right? Which is their programming saying, I don't matter enough to, for that door to be held and for you to waste your time and spend your life waiting for me. That's what most uh. people are saying. I don't matter enough. And so when you hold that door and you're like, no, I got, I got you. I got it. What could that do for that person in that moment? Could you change their thought process of who they are and of other people in that moment by holding a door for three or four extra seconds? So that's the micro amount I want people to think about this as. You don't have to donate millions of dollars. You may never be able to do that. And you don't have to build a business to be able to do that. You can do that today, literally today, walking into a post office, 7-Eleven, the grocery store, as long as it doesn't have automatic doors. Obviously, this is a manual operation. You could start to be of service in some capacity. And you can start to illuminate and understand, wow, that made me feel really freaking good. I've never done that before. Or you know, letting, letting cars in front of you in line and in, in, on, on the road, whatever it might be, you just have to start trying some things that may connect with your heart. Some will, some yeah. won't. And, and that's as simple as that. It's like, how can you connect with another human being and actually make some kind of impact on their life without saying a word or really doing anything except for holding a door? And that's mm. it. And so, the question to most people is, are you actually making some kind of impact on other people's lives to where they like their life is better because you were here? Like the world is better because you're here. The world will never be the same again because I was here. And I started thinking about that in the beginning. It's not real estate. It wasn't real estate for me. And it wasn't even podcasting for me. Podcasting is just a way to get the message out. And I know it impacts. It was who I am. Mm-hmm. So there's three parts of our VMP, our VMP course, which is self-guided. It's like 497. It's on our website, mentalpurpose.net. 
And it's a six week course where you will figure out why you're here and you will figure out who you really are. And then the next steps after that are to actually start to dial and calibrate it in. Like first vision, casting a vision, what you see as possible. Like what is it that you want for the world? What do you see that could be possible because you're here? The second one is mission, right? The vision quantified is the mission, right? So if you see this as possible, or you're a stand for this, or you're making an impact like this, then the mission is how many people, how long, how much, it's quantification. So I know I'm on this mission. I'm helping this many people. Then the last one in the VMP, most people think it's purpose. It's not, it's person, vision, mission, person. So person is, again, the formula, who do I need, who am I now, and who do I need to become in order to see this mission through? And that becomes your purpose. Your purpose is not just for me to donate money and time and and educational resources to lower income families in South Pacific. It's for me to be the most authentic version of me. We gotta we gotta think about the operator of the machine in there all the time. So vision plus mission plus person equals your purpose. This is what you're doing all the time. And when you think about that VMP on a daily basis, if the guy who can nail that mission is compassionate and you're an absolute dick, well, then now we know you need to learn compassion and you can go right to the place or right to the source or the book or the coach and start to understand and learn compassion formula, right? If you need to learn a certain set of skills or practice a certain set of habits, that's all within the formula to understand, okay, the person I need to become has these habits. It's not, I feel like I need to do this today, maybe not tomorrow. It's this person has these habits. So this person holds doors for people mm-hmm. or, you know, obviously you got to gotta have some kind of limitation. You can't hold doors for like six minutes while just waiting for people to come because then you're kind of missing the point. So at, at, at that point, you're really thinking about in that foundational level, am I as a human without doing anything, just the way I show up, am I actually making impact on people? Is the world a better place because I'm here? And I know that sounds cliche and ch- kind of cheesy. It's the way you got to think about it. Like it will never be the same again because I was here. Mm-hmm. That's big, man. That's big. That's bigger than most people can imagine the type of responsibility that they actually have. And so they want to then just limit and think about, okay, well, I got this business, I got this family and I'm making this money. I got sick vacations. I got a cool car, got the house of my dreams. Why am I going to change any of that? And the answer is because you're probably not doing what you're designed to do for the planet. Mm. Period. You're not. And it's okay. Unless you think about other things that are possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that really drives me is just like how we're operating. Like, I don't know. I sometimes feel a little bit out of the ordinary CEO mindset of like, I'm almost on the opposite in that because I'm so aligned to this purpose thing, like sometimes I don't care enough about results and revenue and goals getting hit on time and stuff yeah. because we feel happy. We feel inspired. I've seen everyone grow. We we're share, like we are serving each other. It feels good. What do you have to say for someone on the opposite end of that spectrum that has done these things, but now like they're not, you know, they're not succeeding as much as sure. like they used to, you know, with a nice income and job and car and house and all that stuff. So a part of in, in our, in our other, um, I'm not pitching here. I'm just, I'm giving resources. And the other thing that we do, we have a, a really cool program called the design discovering design mastermind, which is a 12 week program it comes with 
videos and exercises and all of our formulas and group coaching like two or three times a week. It's, it's mm -hmm. value packed. There's this thing that we call the MOP life formula, right? Mental purpose life formula. And there are eight components, components to the formula. They will never lie to you. They will never fail you. As long as you operate them effectively, they'll never fail you. They'll always, they'll always help you win. Cool. And the one component that you were just talking about is environment mm -hmm. because you being happy with making people happy in the environment in the US, the, that environment is not as conducive. Yet if you were sitting in a small village in Thailand making a hundred bucks a day, think about that environment, how conducive that is. You're probably the richest guy in the village. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I did, yeah, I made $700 a month and you've been there. I was making three times what my co-teachers were and I was working only 20 hours a week. Right. Happy, not worried about money. So, mm -hmm. so in that respect, again, we go back to the formula. So what you asked me was a very big question. What I want to do is I want to put it into a formulaic equation so that people cool. don't have to go like this. They go, cool. What is that pinpoint? Okay. It's environment. Cool. Am I willing to change my environment or not? No. Mm. Cool. So that then at that point, your mindset, right? Your attitude, your thought process, your behavior has to change. It has mm -hmm. to evolve. That's the formula. So everything kind of goes down to, am I willing to do this or not? Because really, you can have all the goals, mission, vision, all the stuff you want. If you're not willing to do the work, if you're not willing to become the person that can actually execute without having to grind and hustle, because that's not sustainable, man. All we care about, we care about sustainability, consistency. Mm -hmm. If that's not sustainable, then change has to be made. Mm -hmm. And we don't want you to feel like this change needs to be made. We want you to know what change needs to be made. So in that case, if you want to maintain you know, making 700 bucks a month and be happy, your environment is not conducive. So you change environments or you change your mindset. That's one of the other components of the MOP life formula. You start to change or shift the components that actually serve the result or outcome that you're looking for. Super mm -hmm. simple. Yeah, super simple. Cool. Yeah. I like how you make things into formulas and like you pinpoint what it needs to be. Yeah. I work with men and women and I find that in coaching them, it has to be different. Because women tend to be more of like the whole like thing and, and feelings oriented. And your approach is very masculine of like, let's, let's yep. follow a line. Let's have goals. Let's have markers of success. Let's hold each other accountable to those commitments. Yeah. I want to know more about like how you've decided to focus in on men in particular in this purpose journey that you're on. Why is that part of your calling? You know, dude, I, I, I'm not sure if I decided it. I think right. I eliminated enough and let go and surrendered enough and it, it was there. Right. So mm -hmm. I give this analogy a lot. The, the Michelangelo's David, right? When he, he was asked, like, how did you create the David? And for those of you that don't know the David, it's, a, it's like five meters tall statue, solid marble of a, of a man. And he said, I didn't create the David. I chipped away the pieces of marble that weren't David. David was just there. Right. And I just, I like, I mean, I heard that a long time ago and I just locked into that. And I thought, are humans like that? Is that is that us? Like, is that us? Are, are, are we just carrying marble that's not us? And if we chip away at it, like the real us is just standing there. Like we don't have to change and become this new person. We're actually that person just encumbered and restricted and mm. constrained by a bunch of shit that like society and, and financial, like the credit card companies and marketing companies, like they all put on us and we allow it to stay. So it's still on us. And I think the way that, that it, it came down to me serving men was like, who am I authentically? Authentically, I'm 
I'm very in touch with the feminine side. I have, a, I can, I, I'm very in touch with the emotional side of me. However, the authentic me, although has that, you know, feminine quality is very decisive, abrasive, loud, like, you know, um, direct. And so when I started to reveal the real authentic me, a lot of things dropped off and some of these things just stayed. And right. I thought, okay, um, my business was men and women for a very long time. And, and I found that the women that I was coaching were all very similar. They were all very masculine driven women and they were very decisive and they were very like, you know, bop, bop, bop. So I thought, okay. And my coaches at the time are also saying, dude, you got a niche in, you got a niche in, you got a niche in, you got a niche in tighter, tighter, tighter. And I thought, well, how am I going to limit that, man? I don't want to limit my pool. I don't want to limit the client base. I mean, women need help too. And then it just was kind of revealed over and over and over again. It's men, man. It's men. You got to guide men, right? The guy that you've become, the husband, the father, the leader, the coach, the business owner, men need that more than women do. And mm -hmm. I just thought, okay, it's not like I'm the only one out there who can coach women. There's plenty of amazing people out there that coach women. If that's not my absolute 100% dead on path, I'm going to just focus on the one that I've, I, I determine is my focused path. Yeah. So it was a practice of surrender. It was a practice of letting go and surrendering. And, um, and I think in 2020, 2019 was really when I started to dial in what became Men on Purpose. And all of our exercises, by the way, are men and women. Like They're human-based. They're human psychologically based. So they're, they're, they can work for anybody. They're just more geared toward men. And then when I started to like let go and just say, all right, universe, all right, God, I I'm going to let you dictate here. I know I'm on the right path. Am I dialed in the path or am I just kind of like meandering on and off of it? And then I was on stage at a podcast convention in, uh, in San Diego in early 2020. And you know, I was on stage presenting and talking about this, this podcast of, of a buddy of mine, an old mentor of mine, who I, who I used, what I used to host, it was called Real Estate Rockstars. And I, uh, I was talking about that and I was just misaligned. Like I didn't know, I don't want to talk about real estate. I just don't. Right. And somebody came up to me, this lady, and she said, Hey, I, I have this podcast called Men on Purpose and I'm going to mothball it. Her exact words, I'm going to mothball it. It's going nowhere. It's, it's not producing anything. It doesn't get clients. It doesn't make money. I'm getting bored with it. It was 160 episodes. She goes, I'm going to mothball it. And I said, that's it. That's it. And I called my wife. Who's wow. like my biggest advisor? Yeah, dude. Yeah, surrender. You gotta, gotta, gotta read the book, the Surrender Experiment and the Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. They're I fantastic read both books. this year. Yeah, yeah. And I and I started practicing that. I was like, okay, like you remember that song, Jesus Take the Wheel, and like you can, you can, yeah. you can like imagine in that song, or if you watch the music video, like the person is just like, all right, my life is not in my control in this moment, and it is. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna let the universe help me align with my path. And, and, and like Michael Singer talks about in the untethered soul, I'm not going to try and dictate the path anymore. I'm going to surrender to the path and I'm going to apply my power on the path to get where I'm designed to go. I think a lot of people have a problem with it because they're like, well, you just throw your hands up and you go, no, no, no. You throw your hands up to do, to finding the path. Mm -hmm. You don't just let everything go. You throw your hands up to finding the path. And once you align with it, you know, 
and then you apply the gas pedal at that point on the path, which is exponential power, right? It's exponential. So I let it come to me. And then I just knew it, called my wife, called my coach. And I'm like, guys, I think this is it. And both of them were like, that is it. But you got to focus on men. And I'm like, I now know that. And I'm going to, that's all. That's what I'm going to do. Thank you for listening to part one of this interview with Ian Lobos on empowering men to free themselves of internal restriction and constraint to find their purpose and live their most authentic, fulfilling and regret-free lives. Be sure to listen to next week's episode as we wrap up our conversation with Ian talking about finding advisors to trust, how he gets his family more entwined with his purpose and his podcast business model. So what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question? Or is there something we can help you work through to figure out and reach your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Just send us an email or a message on Facebook. If you want continued inspiration, subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our insightful guests. Do you have any friends that might enjoy this podcast? Bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. And if you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as receive daily inspiration, follow the podcast and journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast or at People of Purpose on Facebook to join our purpose-seeking community. By joining, you will know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose news, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration. I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me to nourish your path to purpose. Lastly, if you like this podcast, please post a review wherever you listen to it. Doing so will not only help us to grow, but will also allow your voice to be heard and who knows who you could inspire. Cheers, and here's to becoming.